Hey, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's your friend CL King coming to you live from the High Definition Studios here in Impactville. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sitting atop of the roof E. Plowden Legacy Chair. My foster mom, who single handedly rescued me from a life of despair. Of course, you'll hear about her in my upcoming book, Impacting Life 24 7. The Umbrella LLC is going to help us launch Who Ate My Brownie? No matter the adversity, you still can make it. It's Open Mic Monday. What y'all got on your mind? You can do a couple things if you want to participate. You can call in 252-622-2561 and just tell us, give us a few moments of what's on your mind here. We'd love to hear from you. And if you don't want to call in, you can always you can always uh, comment in the chat what what is on your mind. We thoroughly enjoy and appreciate this platform that God has given us the opportunity to impact lives all across the country. Man, it's so cool to be able to do this. Man, it's like, hey. This is a blessing. Of course, the music by the maestro. What's up, VP? He's back. Yeah, Greg Smith, he's been on the road. We're so glad you're back, VP. We certainly missed you. And you are truly a national resource. I had to do like Mr. Miyagi and catch this fly. So... Tonight is Open Mic Monday. You got something on your mind? I do, but I will let you have the floor for a few minutes. All you got to do is call in, 252-622-2561, and we can get this conversation started. That's what we do on Open Mic Monday. We just let our hair down a little bit and enjoy uh, adult conversations. And they don't have to be adult conversations, but they are conversations amongst adults. You know, some young people that want to call in, they can call in too. 252-622-2561. Here we are at Impacting Life 24-7. And we like to say hello to our live audience. <laughs> i put that on repeat, y'all. We like to say hello to our live audience that tunes in, as well as our podcast audience. All of you out there on Podbean, we really appreciate you being a part of what we're doing here at Impact Life 24-7. If it was not for you, we would not make it. Okay, you understand? If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't make it. And I, and, and, and I really mean that. You know, we have had the privilege of being able to do so many different things, so many things that uh, is, uh, is, you know, we didn't believe that this was going to go this far way back in uh, three years ago. We didn't believe that we'd get over 200 guests and have to um, we're working on 300 episodes now and uh, having amazing equipment to be able to make your voice sound cool like that. Look at that. Look at how look at the amazing equipment that we have. I can sound like a radio announcer. Get your car today for nineteen ninety five a month. Yeah, man, you know, so Impacting Life 24-7 LLC, co-owned by Greg Smith, Mike Black, and yours truly, C.L. King. So if you got a topic that you would like to discuss, you can call in 252-622-2561. It's 30 minutes of quick conversation, ladies and gentlemen, and or you can put it in the chat. We'll bring it up here live and 
Greg has already got something in the chat. He says, deep, but this new abortion change, save babies, kill adults. Should And so his second part is, should we abolish the death penalty? Well, I have dealt and I have dealt with the pro-life versus pro-choice uh, in a long, a long live post that I did, I believe, on Saturday. And I did make a commitment that I was not going to deal with it again. But I can just tell you this, that there there are there are it's a very it's a very touchy and a very uh, intense conversation. It, it seems like it really elicits a lot of people's emotions. I know I'm pro-life. I, but I don't go around chaining myself to abortion clinics. I don't uh, ever claim to have a bomb that I'm going to blow people up. Uh, I just believe in prayer. I believe that life starts at conception. Others believe that it's not a life. And so, you know, I have I have my own thoughts. So I, and I did that live. You got to go back and watch it. I'm going to actually put that on YouTube also. And, uh, you know, the, the thing about it is, is that one of the questions that I've had related to that topic that it, since since Greg brought it up, that topic is, you know, in 2004, Scott Peterson got double uh, murder charges for killing Lacey Peterson. But he also he got first degree murder for killing Lacey Peterson and he got second degree murder for the baby that was unborn. And I've always had I've always had trouble understanding how a court of law could could convict someone of taking a life that was yet born. But so then give me a definition of what that is in her stomach. And that that's what I, I did my whole life on it. I did it very tastefully. I didn't argue. I didn't scream. I didn't fuss. I didn't do any of the things that people can do. But I did a whole hour on it. It was on Saturday. Uh, I'll tag you in it, Paula. It was, um, you know, it was from my heart. And I took the pro-life, pro-choice conversation from a father's perspective. And what, what I concluded is, and I'm not trying to rehash the whole conversation, but what I concluded was is that it's uh, three people involved, a mother, a father, and the child. Mike, uh, we got a call coming in on Impact Life 24-7. Let's see if this works. Hello, you're call, you called in to Impact Life 24-7. Who is this? This is your boy, co-host, Mr. Mike Black. Hey, what's up, Mike? It's good to hear your voice, man. So we got the we got the trilogy back together. We got Greg, we got Mike, and we got C.L. King here live at the High Definition Studios. Can you hear me good on your end, Mike? Roger that. I can hear you great, man. So, I, you know, I talked about, you know, it's Open Mic Monday, and uh, Greg dropped some heavy ones on us. I said, you can put your topics in there. And, of course, I thought he was going to say something like, you know, hey, uh, should we extend summer by three three weeks? But, no, Greg gives us a heavy two questions <laughs> to start the bat. He said um, the first question was, uh, this is deep, but this new abortion change saving babies, killing, save babies, kill adults. And what I, what I did for the sake of time, Mike, is I said, I did a whole live on this topic. And is there a way, you know, let's just ask you, is there a way that we can have this conversation and move forward without strangling each other in the street? You know, I don't really think so. I think that these two (laughs) issues are going to be a hot button issue 
for years to come. Yeah. I don't think that the uh, goal is to solve it. I mean, I think that um, it's definitely, like I said, it's going to be ongoing. I mean, uh, double back to the show the other night, you know, when we talked about guns, you know, um, I think it was Danny that said that, you know, we live in a very gun gun culture in America and it's, it's um, you know, it's the reality. Yeah. And then and the abortion piece, you know, is, is very, uh, it's a, just a, it's a hot button issue uh, politically. And, you know, obviously cause it has morals and religious aspects as well. So that's my take. Well, you know, and thank you ladies and gentlemen for tuning in to back in life 24 seven, man, we have uh open mic Monday. You can call in at uh two, five, two, six, two, 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 five, six, one. We have on the line with us, the man, the myth and legend, Mike B up there in New Bern, North Carolina. And, I guess the question, because here's what I've done in certain groups that I'm in, Mike, as you know, I, I frolic around the labyrinth of various groups that are out there and uh, I inject myself in conversations, one, for me to learn and two, for me to be an authority in places. You know what I'm saying? I guess. Yes, sir. So, I gotcha. so, so the question that I that I, I, I would say I can take religion out of the pro-life and pro-choice conversation. I can take religion out of the pro-life and pro-choice conversation. Did you know? I, did you know I can do that? I'm all ears. Want to hear this one? Well, it's very simple because the reason why the the reason why I can take pro the religious piece out of um, the pro-life and pro-choice discussion is because there are laws on the book that deal with on the books that deal with fetal homicide. Did you know that? Yes. Yeah. And in fact, there are states, I think it's 38 states have a fetal homicide law and 29 states have a fetal homicide law that applies to the earliest stages of pregnancy at, at any state of gestation. So they have laws on the books, laws, not religion, laws uh, that deal with, like, example, Mike, Alabama defines person for the purpose of criminal homicide or assaults to include an unborn child in utero at any stage of development, regardless of the viability and specifics that nothing in the act shall make it a crime to perform or obtain an abortion that is otherwise legal. So in other words, if you if you in Alabama, they have a fetal homicide law that if you kill a woman who is pregnant at any stage, it's considered murder. OK, so then my question has been to groups since Greg brought this up. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. What is what is murder? And at what and at what stage is this thing growing in a woman's body? a body. And so there's, that's what the conflict for me is, is that it sounds almost hypocritical to have a fetal homicide law on the books. 38 States have it, but yet we're, we're redefining what a body is and we we're redefining what murder is. I took the whole religious conversation out of it because someone said, should we push our religious views on something that is not illegal? Okay. So then I say, let's take religion out of it. Very well done, Mr. CL. That was uh, very well put. 
I do have something to add, just as uh, something I thought of, if it's okay. Go ahead, brother. So, so Okay, so I remember this was years ago. I was in a college course, and we were someone wrote a paper on abortion. And um, I don't know the answer to part of it, so I'll, I'll rely on you. But So the definition of death is what? And, and that's the question. The definition of death is what? The question is what the what is the definition of death? What is the definition of death? Wow! Uh, when you no longer live. <laughs> when you no longer live. Okay. Right. So more specifically, ahead, it is brother. when your heart stops beating, and they pronounce you dead. Okay. You no longer have a heartbeat. Right. It is when so if if the science and the factual truth is that when you die, you have no heartbeat then the opposite has to be true as when you have a heartbeat, you have life. Yeah, so, man. So at what point does a fetus or child have a heartbeat? That's what I don't know. I want to say six weeks, eight weeks. I don't know specifically. Right. But I'm sure that someone in the audience would know or someone in the chat. But that, that's that's the rub is that if the definition of death is when your heart stops and you cease to live, Right. And the opposite has to be true that when your heart starts, you have life. Right. And 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 so th that you're that's a great example of let's we we can look at these things why why people believe what they believe, not just because some people say that religion is blind, right? And and some people say that you know, we're just we're just walking in blind faith and we don't we don't follow science, right? So then, so then when I present, like you just did, uh, a scientific thought process, then that's where we struggle with getting the answers. Um, and, and, and again, the other thing that I said in my conversation, Mike, was uh, that I recognize that this is a very delicate conversation in particular because women have said men cannot weigh in on this. But the reason why I had weighed in on it is because I was in the room for the births of my kids and I saw what life looked like. I understand. So anyway, uh, Paula Cousson says, but do these states actual, actually follow these laws? Well, wherever Scott Peterson was, was convicted, which was, I believe, in Florida, Mike, um, he got, he, he got a uh, first degree murder for his wife and second degree murder for, uh, the unborn child. So that, that is something that's a heavy topic. Greg Smith is the one who put it in the chat. His second thing, uh, is should we do away with the death penalty? Oh, <laughs> that was the second question. Why, why does Greg have to come back from vacation and hit us on open mic Monday with such difficult topics? <laughs> I think he was probably just being funny and wanted to really stir it up on Open Mic Monday, and he's done a good job of you, that. You've done a good job. Very very controversial topics. And, you know, I, I, here's what we do. We don't seek to be controversial, but at the same time, if it, if, if, if it necessitates a conversation, we'll have it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So uh, what are the states that have death penalty laws, Chris? Do you happen to know that? I'm going to try to look it up. Uh, in the uh, I don't. I don't know how many states in the. I don't. Uh, you can look that up if you got quicker than me. Uh, I don't know so, how many states have a death death penalty law. Um, 
the 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 question is um should we abolish the death penalty and the the catch in that statement is well you're pro life for keeping an unborn child but you're pro death for someone who has committed you know a, a heinous crime like murder etc so so uh, so how do you reconcile those two well it says 27 states currently have the federal uh death penalty uh-huh so 27 states so that's quite a few states that have it um and back to your question is that you know how do you reconcile that um I, my simple take is you know you, you have to base the laws on the crime does the punishment fit the crime um, I'm not really pro, you know, pro or against, pro or for, you know what I'm saying, or against. Yeah. But, um, you know, I do think I do think that the states, you know, that, that have that, that passed it, they have, that's, that's the state law, you know what I mean? So, yeah, and, and you know what? If, if we feel, if the country feels like that we should go in a different direction, then, you know, do the same thing that happened with Roe v. Wade. You know, vote, get people elected and get those get those uh those things overturned. I do believe that there is a difference between um when you know here we go. I I had to use a biblical reference, right? When God said thou shalt not kill. Right? There is a difference between in that word kill um because it actually gives the the uh understanding of murder. Thou shalt not murder thou shall not take an innocent life um so now that i i I stepped in the bible just for a second i know nobody wants me to use it so (laughs) so i'll just uh go back to my secular hat whatever uh here's what paula cousson said she said we should the only one who can judge what we do is god on our judgment day we don't have the right to say whoever dies okay okay i like that hey hey belinda tyson linder hey mom how are you and yes we only got just a few minutes left mike it it is it is a it's a challenge right to say this is something that's been a part of our society for years and i just read an article it's funny greg that you bring up the death penalty <laughs> hey mike remind, remind me to screen greg's questions before we bring them on open mic monday okay Absolutely, got you covered, buddy. <laughs> we'll clean up on that effort. <laughs> Greg, when we go to see the when we go to see um when we go to see the Panthers play, you're going to pay for the gas and the hotel for these questions. Um, there was a young kid in, in 1944. I just read the article uh, that popped up on online where he was the youngest kid ever to be electrocuted in the electric chair. The but 70 years later, 70 years later, they found out that he was innocent. Wow. 70 years later, this young 14 year old kid was electrocuted and they found out he was innocent. So my thing is. If 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 you don't have. I don't know, man. I'm going to pass on this one. <laughs> Paula says we can keep hardened criminals behind bars. So I do have some thoughts, CEO. 
Yeah. And here's here's a few thoughts. I'm I'm googling right now to see how long the average inmate stays on death row. Yes, yeah, like right? twenty something years, ain't it? So if it's twenty something years, let's just stick with that. If it's twenty something years, let's make let's make a purely economical argument. Right. That on average, if if it's twenty years that someone stays on death row before they're executed, the taxpayer has to pay on upwards of forty thousand. Last statistic was around forty to forty-four thousand, depending on the state. A year per year to feed, house, clothe an inmate, and so the taxpayer is paying that much money for twenty years, waiting for this person for their execution date. My simple question is, and again, I'm not for or against, is that why does a death row inmate stay on death row so long? And maybe it loops back to what you were saying. They want to make sure that they proved you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, or they have appeals and all that. And then it could be a deep conversation. But my point is, you know, is it for an economical reasons? Yeah. The taxpayer is paying for these, you know, criminals to stay on death row for 20, 30 years. Yeah. And, and, you know, that with throughout the, all the appeals, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it can be. So, so let me ask you this. And this, this is just something that I, that I thought of. And, um, help us to have a comparison on this argument. Anybody can look up out there and see what is the average time a person spends on death row. Um, so we got the exact numbers. I, I know, I know we've seen people on there for tw- upwards of 20 plus years. Um, what is the difference? Now think about this. What is the difference if someone breaks into your home that has intention they're armed and they have full intention of doing lethal bodily harm to your family and you rise up with your home protection and defend yourself why are you not convicted of murder self-defense because you were innocent right see See, that's the difference. And this is what this is what if we went back to the pro-life, pro-choice debate, I feel like the life is innocent. I'm, I'm not a mom. I don't carry babies. I'm not insensitive to how women feel about this. But I do feel that the life is innocent. And um, a person entering to your home, if you kill them, it's it's self-defense. So then if they kill you. Because we we have we have we've built this in our in our nation, man. This is this is something that was built long before we started having this conversation. That um, there was penalties for there was penalties for certain crimes, and you know I I don't necessarily know if the death penalty is a deterrent. I I sometimes kind of wish they could just be locked away in you know what I mean in hard labor put them down there in that Arizona camp somewhere you know what I'm saying where they're not just in in a in a place chilling but you know they got to do hard labor for the rest of their life you know the military does it you get in trouble when you go to the brig you're doing hard labor you ain't just sitting up in the rack exactly I concur with that so not Greg you're allowed you're not allowed to ask any more follow-up questions on pro-life and pro-choice because he says rape and incest i got the statistics that really shut that argument down because it's like 0.009 percent of the reasons why abortions are conducted for rape and incest 
the actual largest number, I'm sorry, I did my homework, the largest reason why abortions are conducted is because the mother does not want the child. Statistically, they, they showed what, why, <laughs> why abortions were taking place. And the number one reason was because the mother did not want the child. Had nothing to do with, with rape, had nothing to do with incest, but it had everything to do with the, you know, the inconvenience of the child. Did y'all know that? Did not, but that's good statistic. That was, it's, 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 a, it's, a real, it's a real reality. So, you know, and they also have, have found that it's an extremely, extremely low number of, of uh, you know, these back alley abortions. Now, here's what we got to realize is that it's not been banned across the country. It's not, it's not, it's been returned to the States. Some people feel like it should have been, it should have remained federalized. Um, but I'm, I'm just telling you that if the precedent is the act of consummation, I thought about this last night. If the dad got enough to lay up and the mom got enough to lay up, then you got to pay up. Wow. I like how you got to lay up. You got to pay up. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I know that sound. <laughs> I know that sounds a bit callous, but right. you, you rolling with, and again, when you look at the statistics on incest and, and rape, that those, those occurrences are extremely low, but let's just ask this. My dad, when my mother was nine months pregnant with me, he beat her with crutches and threw her down the stairs. Wow. So if something had have happened to me in the wound, did I have, a, did I deserve a chance to live? Even though I was, I, I you know, even though a violent act had taken place against me and my, my dad didn't even have anything to do with me in life. Did, did, did that still uh, eliminate me from the prospect of having a chance to fulfill my purpose. Because if we believe that everyone has a purpose, then it doesn't matter how we are conceived. It matters how we live. Powerful. I know the church getting quiet on me, but it, I know. And listen, I didn't bring these topics up on Open Mic Monday. I was hoping we was going to talk about the NBA Finals or, <laughs> or something else. Or the birds or something. <laughs> you know what I mean. And Greg brings the most controversial topics ever. Greg. All future questions will be directed <laughs> to Slack and pre-approved. <laughs> Greg, you're fired again. And you just got I back can. in town. You better be doing push ups over there. <laughs> so anyway, here here we are. I guess we can close the show out because we only have two minutes. Um okay. about and man, I didn't think you was gonna be on the whole time. I'm sorry, I've held you up, Black. Um That's okay. but Happy you're to be here. you're a natural man. How do we now this is almost like the gun debate, right? There, there. I we had a two and a half, two, two hour and forty five minute discussion on how to make our kids safe, and some of the ideas that we brought forward were long term, 10, 15 year plans. Those those ideas will not go into effect today. 
um, you know, changing the, the cultures and changing family dynamics and all those types of things. The, those are kind of like what they are. So then I said, so what's the short term plan for getting our kids safe? We need We need a realistic short term plan. And uh, when we started, when we had to narrow that down, it's like, okay, well, there's something that we have to do. What is it that we can do in the short term to unify our country? Because I just see like we have had a series of things that, you know, some people say, oh, we got more in common than, than, than we have, uh, you know, there's more that unites us than divides us. Do you really feel that way? You know, I just wish that Americans would be as upset about the gun violence as they are about the gas prices. How about that? <laughs> you know, we, we always tend to do what? Focus on what's affecting us directly. Right. And, and gas prices, I mean, the gas prices are so bad, it's like we're all on, on house arrest. Can't go nowhere. <laughs> we're back on lockdown. <laughs> So, so we had COVID. We locked down because the boogie monster is going to jump out and get us. Then we're now we're on house arrest because we can't afford gas. Man, look, bro. I went to I went to you know I got a ride in lawnmower finally, black. So you know I'm, I'm no longer do I have to. Um, uh, uh, okay, and and I went out there and I'm like, dog, I got to put gas in this thing. So I had to go siphon some gas out of my Chevy Cruze. <laughs> Jeremiah King says, do you think inflation will go down in the next year? Uh, Here's what I can tell you about inflation. Inflation is affecting more than just one dynamic. Gas, it's all perpetual. In other words, you know, the gas prices are up. The food prices are up. The labor prices are up. The car prices are up. Housing prices are up, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we, we have to be wise in our... Uh, in our approach to the ebbs and flows of what goes on in the overall GDP market. Like, in other words, we can't get too high and we can't get too low. We can't spend all of our money that we're saving for tomorrow and we can't act like we got to dig a ditch somewhere and never come out. You understand? Like, here's here's my example, the toilet paper thing, right? How do we run out of toilet paper because of a, a viral disease? It had nothing to do with you, with your rear end. It had everything to do with your rear end because everybody was at home and everybody was eating and everybody was remodeling. Okay, there you go. Okay, there you go. Okay, all right, Mike, you got a good rebuttal there. Okay, you won that one. You had to go and buy a bunch of toilet paper. And then on top of that, when when there's a hurricane, there's an emergency, what do people do? They go and stock up. Then they say, oh, you're limited to six Six rolls. Get out of here. <laughs> well, okay. So, but let me ask you this, Mike. Let's say, let's. I, I've. I just did this because you know, you and I both in our backgrounds are both supply chain experts. Yeah. And I did it in my mind that I wonder if we hadn't have went and purchased the toilet paper out of cycle, and just okay. continued to purchase it in our normal cycle would we have seen such a mass crisis? I would say no, but it, but again, you have to think parents were home, children were home, 
So you were actually going to the bathroom more yeah. than you did before because yeah. you were at school or you was at work. That's good. And That's so a good you point. You went to the bathroom more because everyone's home. All the kids were home. I mean, how many times did, you know, people call up and, and you could hear the kids in the background and they're home all the time. Like, yeah. geez, can you go to school and everybody's learning virtually and everybody was stressed out. Yeah, you're so, right. You're right. And then everybody was, get, everybody was getting sick and had the runs all the time from COVID. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, I do believe in this is this is the uh, the economy is elastic, Jeremiah. And so there are constant ebbs and flows. Greg says he just lost 17000 bucks in the in his 401k. And my mentor who told me about my, you know, my savings and retirement plans, he said, you got to swear off of it. So, in other words, put it in there and be diligent not to mess with it. And, you know, some sometimes I believe that's very, very wise. And in other times, I believe you need to at least shift your assets so you don't lose them. Yeah, that's definitely debatable. We can talk about that in the next. We're five minutes over, but I can't go in if you'd like to. Uh, no, I know you got I know you got stuff to do. But Greg says, but wouldn't you have to use the bathroom as normal three times a day? Uh, no. no, because because we were stress eating. We, exactly. Right. We were stress eating. We were we were binge eating. We were partying more in the house. And uh, yeah, I, I believe that, that that contributed to the uptick in uh, the, uh, <laughs> the the need for uh, <laughs> the need for that corrective material that everybody bought off the shelves. So anyway, <laughs> so anyway, this has been an interesting uh, uh what do you call? How do we end up here from the first two serious topics? Uh, what the, oh yeah, we ended we ended the show on toilet paper. So anyway, Mike, <laughs> I appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much for uh, thank you so much for tuning in with me, man, and joining me. I know you're not here live, but uh, maybe the next one that we do, next show that we do tomorrow, if you want to hop on, we'll love to have you. That's what we do here at Impact Life, though. We're very flexible. Our staff is flexible. We do it when we can, and when we can't, we don't. It's just that simple. So anyway, peace out, Mike. We'll talk to you later, brother. Have a good one. Night, right. everybody. Thanks, man. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, here we are. Oh, look at that transition, y'all. That was smooth. Impact Life 24-7. Sorry for going five minutes over. But Greg put us on the spot with some amazing topics for the evening. And uh, appreciate you. Appreciate you, Paula. Thank you all for t- Jeremiah, my son, the fisherman, the angler, tuned in. Yeah, we got to get inflation under control. And and I, I do believe that we need some short-term fixes on the gas prices. Okay, uh, you know, enough blaming Vladimir and, you know, all these other kind of stuff. Because it, it, it is causing people to, to augment their behaviors in a way that is going to affect their futures. So join us back here, right here on Impacting Life 24-7 with your host, C.L. King, and of course, Mike B. Greg Smith, the man, the myth, the legend, right behind the wheels of steel. He's the man behind the curtain that you can't see. But the three of us make up Impacting Life 24-7 LLC. And if you would like to be a part of what we're doing and you want to become a sponsor, like the great Miss Paula Cousson has been a sponsor for quite some time now. Just go to clkingspeaker.com, scroll down to the bottom, and it'll show you very easy and conveniently how you can join us on this mission, man. We are just pushing forward. The book, uh, as soon as I hang up from here, guys, I'm back on the computer right in front of me typing away, okay? I'll explain more about the book tomorrow, um, but 
it is a work in progress and it, it is unearthing something in, in me that I didn't know I had. So anyway, on behalf of Greg Smith, <laughs> on behalf of Greg Smith, Mike Black, CL King, and of course, all of our sponsors, we say, help us join with us to continue to impact one life, one day at a time. Until next time, we'll see you on Impacting Life 24-7.